Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Strompcast. We're on episode 201. Last week was episode 200. If you haven't checked that out, I highly recommend you go do that. Me, Chris, sorry, me, Danny and Richard draft our five-a-side teams and also pick our best sporting kits. But of course, we move on to the present, not the past. And we've got a very good podcast for you uh, today. But before I get ahead of myself, let me introduce my guests. First of all, we've got Chris. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. Um, just buying my time here before uh, Phillies Game 7 tonight. Um, excited and nervous about that. Um, ready for another European tie. Um, feels like we've had like a, uh, I mean, we've had the cup game, but we had the international break before. Uh, the cup game, you know, it was a real game, but, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really get you too excited to be playing uh, an amateur club. Um, you were so, riled up to play uh, Oli Weiser in Moscow. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the return of more normally yeah. scheduled programming, you could say. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, next up, we got Richard. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good. We're coming off a nice cup win, which is always good. Uh, coming out of the international break, yeah, it was uh, a little close to start that game, but they, they pulled through in the end. Uh, yeah, we've got European games coming up. We've got... Uh, just a few weeks after a derby game as well. Now that I'm thinking of it, uh, but the teams teams rolling on, which is good. Yeah, most definitely. And um, we have got Danny here with us, but I think he might have just uh, disconnected for a bit, so he should be hopefully back shortly. And of course, you can follow me there as well. But most importantly, make sure you follow all things Alvalade. Uh, there, you can follow him down the bottom. And speak of the devil, there is Danny Saldani there. If you want to give him a follow as well, uh, how you doing today, man? Good, Brody. Uh, fucking internet just crashed for a little bit there, but uh, see it. but yeah, man, happens. Back, yeah. back is back as always. You know, big Spartan win. I'm, 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 I'm reverting my sat my fantasy season, except for uh, my big boy league. I'm two and five, and I've outscored everybody. <laughs> but in my keeper league, I'm six and one, going strong. About to trade away first round draft picks for some solid players. But anyways, enough about me and uh, being a fantasy football god. Let's get back to uh, let's get back to what really matters in life. Yeah, and that is of course the game in Tastaporch we had against Olivier's Imaskavid, and I'll read the lineup as followed. It was a free no one. Goal no goal point. No goal point. Oh my god! So we're stuck with ESPN. They don't even have uh, a logo, man. Jesus, just stop. Uh, in in goal. There was Franco Israel. Uh, Centre-backs were Luis Neto, a returning Luis Neto, and also a returning Jerry St. Just, who managed to last 80 minutes before coming off. Ivan Frisneda, who unfortunately gave away the penalty, Matisse Reis, Braganza, Dario Sugo, Pedro Gonzalez, Marcus Edwards, Trincao, Paulinho, off the bench came Inacio, Nuno Santos, Hulmund, Jenny, and Ricardo Esglio. Uh Richard, I'll start off with you. What were your overall thoughts on the game? Uh, the bed is disaster of a start as you could have asked for. Like what five minutes in, they give up <laughs> penalty. It was a bit of a weird penalty. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it was given on the last they scored. Uh, they can They got better as the game went on. They should have. The scoreline doesn't reflect what the scoreline could have been. I think had we buried more of the chances, they could have probably won by like another two or three goals minimum. Uh, like, one goal came right at the end. I thought Jenny looked pretty good this game. I thought he looked really, really good. Uh, that fucking thing, Kyle Jabroni, though, he pissed me off a little bit. Friggin', what's he doing? It's been he a bad... Was... It's been a bad 
I think it's fair to say he's just been a bad start to the season. My my mm-hmm. dude looked fucking lost. I think he was injured coming into it, which didn't help. Well, allegedly, they say he was injured. Alleg- allegedly, we don't know for sure. But yeah, <laughs> did not look Let's go great. with that. He had his moments, though, too. But I'm with you. It was It's overall disappointing, but he had his moments. Yeah, yeah. He had like one or two moments. Uh, try to think who else, who else there. I thought Braganza looked, looked okay. I think he looked bad. It was kind of his first real start. Uh, who else stood out? There wasn't really a lot of standouts this game for me personally. Glad we got the win. Uh, there's one. Uh, there's one guy who played well that I that I'm forgetting. Asuga, maybe. Asuga, Asuga looked okay. Looked okay. Yeah. It's not. It's not Asuga. It's somebody else. Oh, Frisneda did not look great in the first half. Yeah. Uh, he got. I've he got really yet of, to see Frisneda look great. He got. Honest. Yeah, he got cooked. Can you pull up the lineups again, actually, Sam. Uh, yeah. Sorry, my memory. It was probably Edwards. Edwards had a really good game. Edward, Edwards, thank you. It was Marcus Edwards looked really good. Uh, that was one of his better games, I thought, uh, in this young season. Uh, and also, shout out to uh, St. Juice. I thought he had an okay game. 80 minutes, so pretty good. We didn't, we didn't expect to play in this game, actually, when we were on the uh, last couple of shows. So, very pleasant surprise that he got any minutes. Even bigger surprise and happier surprise that he played as many minutes as he did, so good good on him. Uh Paulinho looked fine, could have probably had a goal. I think the big the, the big letdown for me was Trinkow. This fucking this Rudy Poo, he pissed me off this game. He was not good. Uh Israel was Israel. There wasn't really much for him to really contend with. He looked yeah. fine uh when called upon, but not not again, not much uh not enough of a sample size to really deduce anything worthwhile from him went on the right uh, side uh on the penalty i thought he was going to save that for a second he, he wasn't far i'll give him credit he yeah. wasn't far off from that penalty i think if he's like a half step a third of a step quicker he probably gets yeah. a piece of it probably tips it off the post or tips it away i can um, imagine adon like either staying in place or going like the wrong fucking way anyways so even if adon went the right own. right way he would have moved in like super in, at like <laughs> 0.75 speed he saved a few penalties at the emirates to be fair to the to be he fair said, to yeah the he did he did i'll say a few he saved one he saved <laughs> so, one yeah. he came close he came close on one or two though i think there was one he got a piece of mm. um but yeah israel looked fine when called upon uh yeah much needed rest for guys like Kowach. Like it was nice to see Luis Neto come in, get the start. Uh, yeah, my only kind of downside was Fringe Neda kind of getting cooked in the first half, specifically on that weird penalty. And then Trincao was really the letdown. Everybody else looked good, looked, looked decent to good. I won't say anybody was outstanding outside of Marcus Edwards, probably. And Katamo, I thought Katamo had his had a phenomenal game too. Yeah. Most definitely. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, don't want to piggyback too much what you said, but no, no, I, I thought I thought Edwards was good up until the second half. He missed some yeah. absolute sitters. There was two I can remember that would pretty much all you have to do is hit it on goal, and he hit it wide, and he hit it over. Just, there was one in the first half. I don't even know if he was the one that got the final touch, but like he was. He, it was one he of those. Was, he was just like in the goal. On the net. Yeah. 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 And uh, our the penalty they got, I think, was fair. I think Fresnel was really unlucky that he he caught the guy, and I think it's just because it's a bit, it's a bit of a 50-50 challenge, kind of. Yeah, he, he goes. Just... There's no intention to get to the player one hundred percent. He goes for the ball. Yeah, unfortunately, just too slow. Yeah. It's really good work from the the player from uh, Olive Eyes. But 
if you look at the team as well, the one thing I thought was missing was more young players. I think it's a good opportunity to get some of the youngsters from uh, the B team to come in. Um, Alfonso uh, Moreira is a good one. You've got Rodrigo Ribeiro, still hasn't got a lot of burn. There are some guys that I think really shouldn't have played at all this game. Kuhlman, I think, should have just sat on the bench the whole time. Uh, and I guess that's at least he kept Jokeres on the bench the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do wonder too, say if because it had been such a close game for a lot yeah. of it, and they were down, that might have factored into I want to get the experience because I don't think I don't think he wants to have a very early cup cup bags at a second. My my take is that teams rotate like less in games like this than they used to. Yeah, yeah. just a, across the board. It's not just sporting. Um, I just feel like there's just less. There's less rotation. There's increased pressure on all the teams. Like crashing out right now is just—it's not—it's not a good look for anyone, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't uh, think I don't think all, he wants all to of have the another... managers of the big clubs are under different pressures for different reasons. I would say, yeah. and it's just—it's not what you need right now, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think yeah. he wants to have a second year in a row where he has a very early cop accident yeah, like in the first exactly. first go. Like uh, the first season with Amorim, they went to the round of 16, got shitheads by Maritimo the year after. They lose to Porto on aggregate in the semis. But then last year, they're out in like the first the first time of asking. So I think he didn't want to have that, that stink. We've lost to Alverca and Varzim in this round in the last four years. few years, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Varzim and, and Alverca uh, was uh, the Kaiser ball year, I think. Mm-hmm. The second yeah. Kaiser ball year. I think it was 2021? 20. 2019, no, that was 2019, and I think that might have been just. It was the year I think after he won the sacked, I think by that point, I think that was Silish ball. I want to say. Yeah, oh, I might have. I don't Bruno know. Was it was team. early in the. Bruno season. was definitely in that team. Bruno I remember. Was in that team. Yeah, that was Bruno. That was again. It was the, the exact same stage. But yeah, that was we were coming in as a defending Tasa winners, Tasa champions. We were out to uh, I think Alversa that that year. Yeah. 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 Brutal. One guy who I thought was was awful was Pedro Gonzalez against a fifth division team. Like I, I think all of the players should be playing well against a fifth division team, but he was just awful. He just didn't do anything when he did have stuff to do. He just he just just didn't do anything well. And like, compared to like Jenny Katama when he came on, like Rich said, who absolutely stole the show and was fantastic, and even Edwards to an extent in the first half. Pedro Gonzalez just looks lost out there at the moment, and it's been the last few games where I've just sort of been like. When is his time coming to sit on the bench, and will it ever come? Because he can drop Stinkraft Stinker and still be playing. Whereas Vitalu got like what eighteen minutes, and it was, <laughs> Aaron was like, "No, too much." Like, yeah, I was getting like no time. He scored a goal for Leicester the other day, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Made the He's team of the week. Yeah, exactly. The championship team of the week. So it looks like we might be getting that buy clause activated the way he's playing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Trinko, I, I didn't think. I don't think he was as bad as, as you think he was, Richard. I think coming off an injury and having, I think he was been out for just over maybe like three or four weeks to come back, you know, is is difficult. And I guess playing against the, a side like this, you're not really going to play to your full ability because I guess they're going to try and, it's not like playing like a Maritimo or playing someone like that. It's a totally different environment, I suppose. But, um, but yeah, I was in, mostly impressed with Jenny Katama, like you said. Uh, I thought Luis Neto was saying just when called upon and with his race, didn't have much to do, but when they did, they were they were very good. Um, Israel was just didn't have anything to do, I don't think. But um, Asugai was impressive apart from his first touch, which is terrible. <laughs> Not every really. time he I might first have a touch. better first touch. Yeah, <laughs> Feels kind of important. Uh, Feel like that's the one thing like you should at least be able to have that <laughs> down. It's like a first touch and a basic pass. 
Yeah, people compare him to William Cavalli, obviously the number fourteen as well, and it's just like no. William Cavalli's first touch was like fantastic, and I mean, it's what are they like, called the silk tank, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Asugo's the silk tank quite yet. Oh, the velvet. He's not. Oh, he's not quite tank, at velvet. He's not quite at velvet tank levels yet. He's still got a ways <laughs> to go, I think. Yeah. But other than that, uh, Paulinho definitely should have scored at least three. I think the scoreline is is doesn't do the game justice. We had so many opportunities on goal and we just could not finish him. And that's fair enough. The goalkeeper did pretty well, I think. And then the other other bit is just that we couldn't uh, couldn't uh, score our chances. Paulinho. And it was mostly uh, a fault there. I think they could have probably had maybe two or three each. Um, but other than that, you know, standard game. I did think when they scored, we were going to lose or we were going to go to like pen. I think it goes straight to penalties, doesn't it? Or does it go to extra time? No, yeah. it's always extra I think time. It might I think be extra time. I don't know. Yeah. I think, yeah, think Toss Liga is when it goes straight to pens. Because mm. we we did not look great in, in the first half. We we just looked, it is like we didn't even want to play, really. And then I think whatever Amrim said in the. Treasure of half time seemed to well. I guess when Fresneda come off, I suppose is when uh started to play well. This was a good. Yeah. This was a good game for the Paulinho haters. I will say, I mean, oh, Paulinho yeah. haters was this was your game. Yeah, most <laughs> nice, definitely. And I feel for Fresneda as well being pulled at forty five minutes. And I do find it weird how his agent came to the press the next day. Like I think that's a story to watch out for. The press that was a little weird. Yeah, the press and. Uh, Fresnader's agent versus Ruben Amarim because we know Ruben Amarim doesn't like these outspoken guys, let alone agents. So what did he say? Was, he was uh, like, "Just wait, he's gonna start yeah. cooking soon." Yeah, <laughs> something, something along those lines. lines that he'd improve. Yeah, yeah, he'd improve. All right, I mean, we're all ready for it. Ruben Amarim. We're here. I'm um, waiting. Stand your ground. Let's see it. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely one to to watch out for. But uh, Chris, what were your overall thoughts on the game? Yeah, frustrating uh, a bit. Um, I I did think it was kind of um I I'm looking for the right word like the like the intro like it, I guess it, like the start was just like uh, like oh man here we go for real like this we're really doing this yeah um I, I I thought that we would probably eventually score um but like I never we never like we never like thrashed these teams I feel like um we're good for like one or two thrashings a year. And it is never, um, it's never like the lower teams. It's like, yeah, we'll beat like Vizela in like April 5 nothing or something. You Last know? year, we like, beat Braga like 5 nothing. Yeah, like there's randomly. a couple, we'll have a couple spankings in there, but like it's never the games that you expect. Um, so I like really only thought that this is going to be like 2 nothing, 2 1, 3 1, something like that, you know? Um, uh, they first, like, in like, I think their goal was like in what, the seventh minute or something? Um, like yeah, it was in quick. the five minutes leading up to that, like they did, they definitely did have like high energy, if nothing else. Um, I thought that they could have like they could have even tr- tried like a twenty-two yard shot from like right in front or like in the center, but the, the guy tried to play another ball. Um, and they were like definitely like fired up. They got a corner right, like they're feeling themselves. They get they get the pen, they score the goal, and I was like, oh wow, like we're fucked, but. <laughs> They just weren't quite good enough to to keep that going, and um, we're 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 unlucky for Zeneda. I think it was it was unlucky not to have a pen at about the thirtieth minute. We eventually did mm-hmm. get the first half pen, which was kind of soft. I'll be honest. Uh, it looks like a pen in real time, and 
the guy definitely doesn't get the ball, but like Edwards definitely makes not the most great. of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the same time, it's unlucky that that because I mean I think the shot's on target and the guy stops it with his arm. I mean I, yeah. I, I think that should have been a pen. Yeah. Um, so I guess two half pens equals a full pen, right? Uh, Edwards stepped up, buried it himself. Um, I, w- I was also wondering who was going to take this. Um, I thought maybe even like Braganza might take it or something, but I guess you know Edwards probably said, "I want to take it," and no one, no one stopped him. Um, second half, I mean, it was pretty much one-way traffic. Um, Could have been a lot more. Could have even had another one probably in that first half as well. Um, we got the job done, but it wasn't really anything that uh, inspired confidence. Uh, the third goal came very, very late. Um, great work by, I think it was Jenny. Um, Jenny and Edwards, you know, uh, lead up to the pen. Edwards cooks like three dudes, Meg's in my eye. Um, like these, I, I, it felt like that's like how something was going to happen. Like a little individual brilliance, um, just to kind of like break through their, their line. You know, they didn't embarrass themselves by any means. Um, but it's not exactly the performance that makes me go like, let, let's go. Like, hell yeah. But it was enough. So can't really complain, you know? A win's a win. Yeah, fair mm-hmm. enough. Danny, what about you? What are your overall thoughts on the game? Yeah, um, I feel bad for Fresnada too. I thought he he did better. After, like, I, I commend him for, uh, you know, not having a complete disaster after the penalty. It's a... It's a tough decision, that penalty. Like, he's trying to clear it out, but fair enough. He, he gets the guy, right? Clear pan, but um, a little mistake. We'll see, we'll see what happens from here. I mean, at least he's playing against – This is the te- this, these are the games that he should be starting, but if you're getting red cards – or not red cards, but if you're giving away penalties, pretty tough, right? Um, yeah, I mean, we, you guys said it, but I guess I think was was uh, definitely the best player on the pitch. I, I found it interesting we were playing – we weren't playing three at the back either. Um, uh, so, I mean, at least to start, we finished the game with three at the back, but at least to start, it was interesting to see the, the four, three, three, um, St. Juice looked, looked decent, looked good. Didn't have much to do. I loved the overlaps at least, you know, he's, he's pushing, bombing forward and shit like that. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, there's not much else really to say. I mean, Marcus Edwards, he had on Jenny's goal, he like kind of fluffed that header. Luckily, it stayed in off the bar, you know, but uh, fair enough. I think with Pot, yeah, horrible game from him, too. He smashed it off the bar at one point. I think Bregasa, like, like Chip passes it to him. He gets it on, like, the corner of the box, smashes it off the off the bar when it was still one nothing. Um, maybe maybe that changes his confidence around. I, it just it seems like it's been one of those for, for Pot recently, which – kind of shit but yeah i think i'm with you sam i think it's about time he he hits the bench uh at least for another gate for a game we'll see if it's against poland i doubt it though if he's playing against third division teams it only means that we're gonna ride him throughout right um and yeah like i said with trincao i I thought he had his moments i i thought uh it's just tough with these games too like like sam was saying like i feel like you don't have enough uh enough space out there i also feel like it's also uh it's hard to say like how good you really are against these guys, right? Um, because they're very compact. It's a smaller pitch, um, and they're talent-wise, they're just not as good, right? So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Pauline should have had a few goals, but uh, but yeah, it's just one of those games, I guess. But 
we'll, we'll see. We haven't, uh, it hasn't, um, like we haven't gotten our next opponent opponent yet, right? Not yet, no. Not yet, right? No, the draw will probably be like, I think within the next week or so, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll find that out relatively soon, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it could be Stubble, I believe I saw. Stubble, Stubble. Option, which would be a nice little away day for the, uh, I don't yeah. want Stuball, bro. The greater Lisbon. I haven't seen thing. I haven't seen Stuball in some years, and I'm glad because they always fucking beat yeah, us. Yeah, they got some they nice always, They still. always shit heavy. And Zingu will come out of retirement just to beat us. Bro. <laughs> just to fuck around. Like, I remember they beat us, and then Bruno Cabello called all the loans we had there back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Ryan Gold caught a stray there. Ryan Gold, and I, was it Chico Giraldes? Yeah, it was, it was Giraldes. Yeah. for sure, because he was on loan there for, <laughs> I think, that was like his second loan there, too. Good times, man. You called like two or three dudes on loan, like the next day. I was like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I can't even remember what, I think they got a penalty. I think Adidio might have dived, and then... I think oh, I that was that was so it. So long ago, yeah. I don't remember. Like we're talking minimum like six years ago now. Yeah, I, I want to say I think that was the year of Elk shit. Maybe I want to say maybe might, might have been one before. year before. It might have been the year yeah. before. It was definitely within the last like year and a half, two years of uh the of the BDC era. Yeah, it was in and around yeah. that time period. I don't. It's too long ago for me to pinpoint it. Yeah, most definitely. And if I were to ask you if you man match Richard, who are you going to give it to? Uh, I'll give it to Jenny. I thought Jenny looked really good, and I'll, I like to be different. I'll give it to him. Uh, it was between him and Edwards, I think. Uh, but yeah. I'll give it to Katamo. I thought he played really well. Yeah, fair enough. Danny, what about you? Yeah, I like Jenny too, but I- I'm gonna give mine to Bregas. I thought he did really well. Sure. Um, yeah, got a goal right at the end too. Um, but yeah, toss up between those two for me. Yeah, Chris, what about you? Um, it's tough. Uh, I'm gonna go Edwards, I suppose. Yeah, fair enough. I'm gonna go for Saint Just because you know, been away for yeah. like five months, however long it was. Mm-hmm. Come back, didn't miss a stride. There was one point he went down. I think he was just stretching. Yeah. Out, but, oh my god, no! And you're like, <laughs> fuck, there it is, bro. And it was like in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. No, yeah, it was like early it on. It was it like twenty minutes long. in. Yeah, uh, and then you just like got down. I was like, oh no. He saw him go down. He went, oh no, there it is. It's done. He's done again. There will be another four months. But but no, he, he looked good. And I think, yeah. I don't know if he'll play on Thursday, but you know, we'll see, I suppose. He might, I, I assume he'd probably get some minutes Thursday, depending on how, especially depending on how the game's going. Off, off the bench, I think. Was definitely I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. He'll come off the bench like as like the second as like one of the middle substitutions he might get like 15 to 20 minutes maybe a bit more depending on how the game's going also i feel bad for uh, eduardo kresman not getting some burn in this game yeah i thought, yeah. I thought you know maybe this is the game to get his confidence back after making him play 20 minutes and summing him off the game before but low-key i'm kind of shocked i mean it felt like i'm winning chose between playing four three three rather than playing edwards the back of St. Houston <laughs> yeah to, to be honest <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's like, do I just put him in, or do I just change the whole formation? And he he won't change, change the whole formation. Yeah, apparently. crazy, crazy, wild play, but you know, it pays off, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The next uh, segment is our predictions. But to be transparent, I believe it was me and Chris didn't put our predictions in until the game started. But I don't think I don't think anyone had scored by then. I think me, or maybe it was just as the penalty goal. If anything, it was one nothing them. Yeah. Yeah. 
so ours and Chris predictions were in after, but to be fair, it didn't really help us. The only one with three points is Danny for getting two correct goal scorers for Gansa. Yeah, he leapfrogs me, I think, now too. He does. Uh, and everyone else got one point for just guessing the win. And at the top, Danny takes it in yeah. first 22. I picked I picked them to score an own goal. That was kind of rogue on my part. I was just like, own goal. Anybody. Own That's goal. smart. That's well, smart. I went I went Paulinho hat trick. Rich, I went Paul I went Paulinho too. And then I was like, oh, maybe Trincao will have like a decent game because I imagine he'll probably get a you know, get minutes. Too, yeah. And then he was like, You fucking thought, you dumb shit. Uh, yeah, and then I was like, I'm gonna be rogue and like, we'll, we'll shit house like an own goal. I figured it'd be a little rogue every once in a while. I feel like it's good to put that in there, but yeah, most definitely. And of I feel course... like if one of us guesses an own goal, we should get like an extra point <laughs> for that as well. Like, you get a point for getting a own goal, but you get like two points if you predict an own goal, predict an own goal, and then whoever scores the own goal, if you, you, pre- if you predict who scores the own goal, channel. that's unbelievable. Like you're playing yeah. Man United, Harry Maguire, you know that's happening. Everyone's put, everybody puts that down. Three points. He scored today, though. Did he? Yeah. Oh, he got United the winner. Holy slab. Braga lost, I saw. Slab head. Yeah. He got, Braga, he got Braga match kept it interesting, though. They they played really well. Like I got I caught the last uh like half hour or so. They played really well. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch. But I think they're I think they're probably gonna drop down to Europa League the way it's looking after these three games. Probably better for them though. What are they one and two? They're one and two, yeah, because they lost they've lost two like really close ones and then they won one they won a close one as well. They beat was it Union Berlin they beat? Yeah, yeah. Late winner. Yeah. Yeah, it was Union Berlin in Berlin as well. So that was a tough that that they stole point. Yeah, it was a lot it was a wicked last minute goal. Yeah. Yeah. The next bit is obviously the predictions for the game against Raquel, but obviously I won't fill them in because we you can change them up until midnight the day before. But uh, Daniel, I'll start with you. Uh, Thursday Europa League game versus Raquel. Who? What's your predictions and who's going to score? We're going to Poland, right? This is an away game. Yeah, yeah, it's an away. Yeah. It's it's away from home. Estrelova away. Uh, yeah. I'm. That's a tough one. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. That's for sure. No, I was They're thinking like maybe two one loss. They are in the Polish league this weekend. Uh, a mid-table team. Oh, okay. Oh. It's going to be around know. 14 degrees in Poland on, in Rakal Thursday. That's not too bad. It's still manageable. It's like 14 warm, degrees brother. here in Canada. That's fine. Yeah, it's, that's summer out here, baby. That's because I was out in the T-shirt <laughs> today. Like, that's fine. That's nothing. Yeah. It's actually really nice today. It is a nice um, day. So, anyways, um, I don't know. I'm going to go with a... Uh, Another two-one win, same as um, against uh, the Austrian lads. We're gonna, Sturm. We're, Sturm we're gonna exactly. We're gonna go down one. We're gonna panic a little bit, and then we're just gonna get two back-to-back goals. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say, Thick Vic, who dropped before the game was suspended, at least dropped that Belgian defender oh, on his ass in international break. We forgot to mention that last week. Did you oh, see who that, that Belgian defender was, by the way? Was it Vermont? Yeah, no, was it Vertonghen? Vertonghen, yeah. Yeah, he should not still be out there for the national he team. There, not yeah, serious, he's, man. he's, what, 38 now? Like, bro, <laughs> Literally the stop. day before, he was like, I'm, I was close to signing for Estoril just to stay in yeah, Lisbon. He's like, I really want to stay in Lisbon. I'm like, I can't <laughs> do that. You, man. That would have been amazing. <laughs> I was like, I can't say I blame you for wanting to stay in Lisbon. It's fucking beautiful. But, like, bro, <laughs> give it up. 
got dropped on your ass. So yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. with a thick Vic goal because I feel like he'll start. I don't think yeah. we'll we'll keep him on the bench. And um and Paulinho, because I seen a I seen something, an article or some shit like that. I don't know if it came out yesterday or this sometime this week saying that Paulinho and, and Victor don't score when they're playing together, some shit like that, when they did it in the first Jornada. I think I seen like Sporting Adept like talking shit about like Red Corner or something. Oh, anyway, so I'm gonna go with Thick Vic and uh and, and But they Paul. both scored in the game against fucking uh the first game Nella or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So do your kind of shit, bro. Exactly. Maybe they mean when they start or something. Call I'm yourself sure. call yourself journalist. Jesus. Yeah. Journalist. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking losers what they are. Chris, what about you? What are your school predictions for Thursday? I also have to go with the thick bit goal. He's a machine. He's fresh. He didn't play. Definitely starting. Um 2-1 win for Sporting. Um, nice. Other goal, Inacio. Mm. Inacio and Vic Vic. Um, they're going to tie it in between, and then Yucker has it with the winner. Interesting. Fair enough. Richard, what about you, man? Uh, I'm going to go 2-0, just to be different. But I am going to go Thick Vic and Paulinho, so I'm not that different. I'm just predicting a slightly different, a modestly different scoreline. Uh, I think, yeah, I think one of those two guys is safe for a goal this game, I reckon. Uh, I, yeah, 2-0. Two, two no. I'm going to stick with that. 2-0, Paulinho and Jokeres. Fair enough. I'm going to go 3-1. I'm going with Hulman Banger because we've seen them a few times. I think we, we do another one. Uh, I'll go with Jokeres yeah. for one as well. And he's been on good form, so I'll go with Marks Edwards for the other. It's a good show. That's a real good show. But yeah, we have got some uh, Twitter questions as well today, so we'll go on to those. Uh, I'll start off with the Matias one, because we did sort of touch on it briefly earlier. And he goes, thoughts on Amarim's talent management? And I guess what this refers to is what we talked about earlier with guys like Fatawu, only getting limited minutes. There's Vinagre, there's Sotiris, there's loads of guys you can bring up. Um, the classics, uh, Slimani. The Slim- uh, I was yeah. surprised you didn't bring up Slimani first, personally. Yeah, I, I, I completely forget. Some of his best hits. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that's like the first of the one hit wonders. Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Ristovsky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually got a pretty good list at this point. Yeah, yeah. he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, dudes. Yeah, now that I'm thinking. But uh, Chris, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on Amrim's talent management, and do you think? It, I don't know how to word it, but like, do you think it's going to affect players or, or do you think it's just, you know, it is what it is? I think it kind of is what it is, unfortunately. Um, like, uh, it's not just like, you know, the, the older experienced veterans who want to just like not go 100% in training because like there's plenty of like younger players too that like have been frozen out. Um it's crazy that Eduardo Correjma even got like a, a kind of a second opportunity. Yeah. Um, because there are so many guys that have been in that position and just never even, you didn't even look their way again. Mm-hmm. It could have been kind of out of just necessity. There just wasn't enough bodies for center back. And he's like, fuck, well, I kind of just got to add this dude to the roster. So I'm going to have six center backs. Um, so, yeah, it is 
it is definitely it is a tough situation at times, especially when like guys like Fatawa. It's like, I mean, none of us are like professional scouts or anything, but it's like your average Twitter user like could see that this this lad was very talented and like yeah, there was potential there, and you know it was probably worth like attempting to uncover the potential, right? Um, he like there are often players that are like too good for like the B team or the U23 team, but not quite good enough for the senior team. They're like in that in between. They fall into that in between. And I constantly was wondering if he was kind of in that category, but I mean, he's hit the ground running pretty much. I would say in, in England, I mean, it hasn't started every game or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's definitely come on strong um, in the last month, I would say. Um, and become more of a regular um over there, Leicester's in first, right? If they're promoted, the the, the if they win the league, I, believe I think they're uh, they're first, and they've got thirty six points already. Yeah, so and if they, and if, yeah, they, if, first they, gets, first gets if they win the championship, he's the, the buy clause is automatically activated. Yeah, so he's not coming back no matter what if they win the if they win the league, which doesn't seem that far fetched at this point. I, is it if they win or if they just get promoted? Because I know one and two both get automatic. I, I think it's promoted. I believe it's just promoted, yeah. yeah. So one and two get promos, and like three to six is like the playoff. Three to yeah. seven, the, the, yeah. The four team like play promotion playoff. Yeah. So yeah, they're I, they're looking like they're they're good for at least second, and probably gonna run away with the championship the way they're looking. Like they've looked good. I mean, they're, they're eight points ahead championships, but so. they've also got two games ahead of everyone. So, mm-hmm. you know, Ipswich can make it up. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, his talent management is definitely, like, cause for concern at times because it kind of just allows players like Fatabu to just slip away kind of, right? Yeah. So if Lester gets promoted, he stays with them, he starts playing well. It's like all of a sudden, like, he's like a – his name's on the map. He's, he's playing well in the Prem – Everyone knows who he is, you know, stuff. It's just like it's a it's frustrating. It's frustrating because it's like he was here. Yeah. Uh, there was kind of a mad dash to try to sign him out of Ghana. Yeah. We got, we we won the sweepstakes and then we just mm-hmm. fucked up. Like, beat Liverpool. Too, beat out Liverpool. Uh, and then that is just like actually we don't really we don't really care that much. It's yeah. like what what is that? Um, so yeah, it's frustrating at times. Um, but I think it is kind of what you get with Amodim, right? It, 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 like, I, like it's not just like, oh, he's a, he's a, he's only in his third season of being a full time manager. It's like, I mean, he's still a young manager, but like, I don't know how much he's gonna change. To be honest, you know, most guys don't, uh, most managers don't break a lot of habits, right? Like, it would I mean, be really at, interesting to see Mourinho. how he, how well, look he at look at any great like Mourinho, look at Ancelotti, Pep. like most. You have like to be that. able to tell certain. You ha- like you do have to be able to tell dudes to fuck off, right? Um, you you yeah. got it. Like you're a coach, you do in any sport. You have to be a bit of an asshole because at a certain point, if they're like the the that like X player could be negatively impacting the team, right? And it's like the team is the most important thing. Um, yeah. So you have to protect the team at all costs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or like act in the best interest of the team at all costs. And I, you could argue that he's acting the way he acts because that's what he's doing mm-hmm. or that's what he thinks he's doing. Um, and, you know, so to be fair, sometimes it works out. Like, exiling Eduardo Kodeshma, like, no one really cared because he hasn't shown anything. He went to Germany. He didn't do anything. Um, he had an up-and-down loan spell on a team that got relegated. 
I mean, is the man that wrong about him? Um, right. So sometimes it's like more defensible than others. Um, but yeah, I think that it kind of, kind of is what it is. Like, uh, I don't really see how it's going to change that much, you know? I I think it never, it's frustrating. Oh, I was going to say, it's just, it's frustrating sometimes because like Fatal was such a missed opportunity, you feel. And it's like, you're, you're a coach. You have to, you have to know when to be an asshole. You do have to be a bit of a jerk sometimes. It's, it's part of the job. You can't just be. Maybe kind of worked his way back because, like, he was yeah. he was just getting thrown into random transfers with Vitoria Guimarães. He's just like, yeah, yeah like just know? just for shit, right? Like, you gotta <laughs> you gotta know when to put your foot down. I think Amorim does. I you gotta give him credit. He doesn't take shit from people. He's not gonna take stupid shit from any player. But sometimes, like, man, like, just communicate. Just talk to the guy because, like, guy like Fatalu is such a missed opportunity. Feel like, like Chris said. There was that big dash to sign him, and then we did nothing with him. And it's just like, why did we waste the time on, yeah. on all Yeah, that? but I think you got to take the good with the bad, though, too, because to every bad player, there's a good player. To every Fatalu, there's a Ugart. To every, you know, Gonzalo Plata, there's a Gonzalo Inacio. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm with you guys. It is what it is, and it sucks. And there are a few missed opportunities there, right? I, I, I mean, I'm big on Tiago Tomaj. You guys might not be, but I'm big on Tiago Tomaj, right? I feel like there was a space for him in the team. Obviously, Slimani could have done better, but now we have uh, Gil Keres. I mean, Nunu Sense wasn't this Nunu Sense when he first came to us. Even Marcus Edwards, you can you can say he's changed him as well. You know, like he's improved his his style of play. Jenny as well, right? It sucks. I, I I just don't want to. I don't want it to seem like he's just this like talent waster because he also has developed a lot of good players as well that have benefited yeah. from us that that we sold right like Pedro as well for example right so yeah I I think what the main issue is for me is not the fact that he sort of like waste talent I guess you could say but he's obviously got clear favorites like. Pedro Gonzalez yeah. is a clear one. Season before, it was Ricardo's guy and Paulinho. Just he would never drop them, and like it just it, does, it didn't make sense to me how performance, bad performance after bad performance, they were still getting team. Whereas Vital comes on out of position at right wing back against Porto, nearly scores. Yeah. Not seen like two, two, three months. Even last year, I think he showed more favoritism to Arthur Gomez than he did Rochini. Oh my god, we were getting so much. I was sick yeah. and tired seeing Arthur Gomez. Yeah. Yeah, and then I don't he's care what some of you weirdos on Twitter think. Even not the next coming of Neymar. Nothing. Even uh, even this year with um, um, uh, Fresneda, I mean, he doesn't start bare games. He doesn't even come off the bench, and then boom, you start against Atalanta. You just throw yeah. him to the wolves. You know, a little weird. Yeah, that's that's the only issue. If it was like, oh, he he just wastes talent, like fair enough, and like he, but like like Danny said, you have to look at the positives and negatives. Also, positive with Fatal, do we make him what? 16 18 million 18 off a player mil, who yeah. wasn't playing off for of like a white tray, like it's pure profit, yeah. right? Of someone like, who was who wasn't playing anyway, and I assume there's probably a sell on fee to that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably it, like, like 10 to 15 percent, yeah, yeah. And then, but yeah, I think the issue for me is that when you have guys who are such in bad form, and we've been saying for the last I want to say last year, probably saying that Pedro Gonzalez needs to be dropped, and I don't, I think he's dropped him like once or twice, and they, they were probably like rotation games. And like I said, seasons before, Paulinho and uh, Ricardo Esgaio. So, I don't know. I, I feel like it's something that he'll probably have to learn on. But he, I guess he he coaches for the team, not for 
fan, not for the fans. And I, he said that a few times as well. Like we loved Fatal, we yeah. love these guys, but we don't see what goes on in training. Obviously, we don't see what goes on behind the scenes. Maybe Fatal was shit at training. Maybe Stimani was also shit at training. But I feel like you can't just have that many guys who are just shit at training and then you know have to leave. But I think I there's know, also you're only, you're only gonna hear half that you're ever gonna get the full story anyways. Right. Like you're very seldom gonna hear exactly what happened. There's two sides to it, right? Because I'm pretty sure they made Slimani sign an NDA and uh, yeah. NDA. like there's yeah. there's perspective of side A perspective Chris you're on mute my guy. There's I think that's a semi regular side B, and then the, the truth NDA. probably lies somewhere yeah. in the middle. I, I also think that uh I mean, if Emurin got everything right, he wouldn't be at Sporting for four years. Like, it's very hard to find you a manager yeah. in Europe that gets every decision right. You know what I mean? And like, hasn't moved on at some point. Exactly, bro. And you got to also like, there's there's many cases of it. Like Nabry right now for Bayern. Let's not forget he was benched at West Brom. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so many cases of this that a player gets benched at like a, another team and then he he emerges to something sometimes it's just in the destiny for the player sometimes you need to get benched at spark thing to thrive at leicester to yeah. maybe get signed to like liverpool in like three years right um yeah i think the issue for amrim as well that if he tries this at a big club it's not going to work as well as it is here because we've seen for example Man United, some yeah. someone gets someone gets dropped and the press gets the story leaked or even in, in leon we've seen it they're in the relegation Ajax. Oh, yeah. If he tries to do that to like, if he tries to go to Man United, and let's say, for example, I don't know, um, we'll use Harry Maguire in this example anyway, and just say, yeah. look, you're you're being dropped. I don't want you training with the team. You're you're out of here, and I'm gonna play other guys. And uh, Harry Maguire's gonna go straight to the press and be like, look, this guy's forcing me out. And then that's how you get the players turning against the coach. I, I don't think it works like that in sport at the moment, but I, I feel like going to a bigger club that could be his issue. But, you know, and a bigger team like, like that, there's yeah. bigger, there's bigger egos, there's bigger money, bigger egos at play, right? And we're seeing, well, it yeah, with, you brought up Man United, yeah. we're seeing it with uh, Jaden Sancho right now, right? Yeah, but we started yeah. with Slim, Slimani, and that I, I will, I will attest to the fact that when we started last season, Slimani was a big impact in our downfall because he was the one who tweeted yeah. out something. Literally, I think it was the first game of the season before the how like Amram has his favorites that's his and boy. that's Paulinho and yeah. stuff, yeah. and then. All the press conferences were like, "Oh, what Slimani, Slimani, this Slimani, that." So we've already had it. About Slimani, yeah. And I think, for, to be fair, I think Fadal also shared some support on his Instagram story at the time, or something like that. So we've we've seen it in small small doses, but wherever that affects him into a bigger club, it remains to be seen. I also think, really, last thing on this, I also think mm -hmm. he benefits a lot from winning the league with a lot of kids too. Because it a might lot give of young, us a lot of young guys. I was a young team. It, it gives him like the appearance that he is like a young. Well, it, it's good and bad because it maybe gives him the appearance that he's like uh, a real youth. Like he'll really develop the youth. When I feel like that was really just the reality we had that season, and we ju he just so happened to like luck in on this generation with like Nunu Mendes, Inacio, um I mean, we signed, but I mean, and then if you look at his signings, like we signed Fadal, we signed Nunu Sanz, we signed Pot, we like these not old, but not young players either. Maybe Fadal is more on the older side, but um, I just feel like he, he he's also lucked into that by having young players in that title winning side. He's maybe looked at as like a, a real, like a, like how Ten Hag is kind of looked at, like with Ajax, right? Like, He'll develop these it young was more players of to just be like, like that was the reality of the club at the time. Yeah, and I mean, how much of that is him? How much of that is the player? Who knows? But I, there's also success stories. We can't just make yeah. 
picture like it's not right but and we gotta I keep we gotta keep in like mind 50, though it's very much 50 50 for every fatawu there's a nunu minge for every tiaktumage there's uh there's a Inasu. you know so Inasu, yeah so you gotta keep in mind too like that was that team was such like lightning capturing such lightning in a bottle because like we all went into that season thinking like fuck we're probably gonna finish we'll be lucky to finish in a europa league spot like there's yeah. like we were genuinely like this team's gonna play like because we had such a disaster year the year before. I like, think we Bruno all predicted Sporting finished fourth on this this podcast. We were like, yeah, fourth. I think fourth or third. No one went higher than that. No one went to second. Yeah, it was like Bruno was gone the mid season before. Like mm-hmm. we had no, we had like sign. We're either okay signs. We have no clue how they're actually gonna do. Like Pagina had been kind of on loan. Had been on loan at Braga the past two years before that. He was almost sold that summer. And was almost CSK. sold for like CSK. to Zenit. Yeah. Um, like Nuno Santos came in Wendell as like a mid-table sold. player as well. Like no one thought Nuno Santos. And he was also an uh, excellent Love PR. So people yeah, really like Wendell, Wendell got sold. So we're like, well, there goes. Well, yeah. was going to be one of our better yeah. midfielders. Uh, Mateusz like, Nunes came in, right? Like Mateusz Nunes really revolutionized. Yeah, like we had a lot of, well. it was a lot of, that was, was there the was bench. so much turnover in that team from the year before. Well, it's because you had no choice. You couldn't. You could not, in good conscience, run that same team from the year before back. They were god awful in every yeah. competition. Um, but like they just caught such lightning in a bottle that year with how yeah. they winning the winning a double, winning the the toss of the league and and the league. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Rich, I'll give this next question to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jenny and his role at the club? Do you think he should be playing in a a more starting role, or do you think the role we have him now is is good? It's it's tough to put him in a starting role because there's so many guys, like technically ahead of him in the depth chart at wing. But I've I've liked most of what I've seen from him. The only time I've really been upset with Jenny is when he fall is when he gets frustrated. He he's chicken with his head cut off. He starts running into players. He starts giving the ball away very easily and cheaply. Um, I think I think if there was a like one less winger on the team ahead of him, he probably starts a lot more games. I'm fine with him on the bench now, considering the depth we have. Uh, I'm curious to see if Trencao continues to play bad. Does that push him up back up in the depth chart, maybe? Like, will Jenny start getting the Trencao minutes more often? Like, who knows? Because um, I just don't see Potts being really benched. And I don't know that Edward. Like, Edwards, you're not going to bench him right now. Like, he's playing great. So where where do you go from there? Those are those are two of your wingers, uh, yeah. And then you've kind of been rolling with the system of Paulinho and Jaquetas on another wing, anyways, with one of Edwards or Pod on a wing, anyways. So it's it's tough. I'd like to see a bit more minutes from him happily, but it's just tough given the current depth chart and setup of the team. I do think he's going to be a player that is much better off the bench. And I think that's proven to be true. When he started, we were just like, he's just so frustrating. I think he's so quick. He's so good with the ball that when he comes off the bench, it's like... Against tired legs, yeah. Especially yeah, in a scenario where we're like down or something. It's like, yeah. just I dribble, also bro. feel similar to Braganza. I think Braganza could start, but I feel like he's much better off the bench when we need a goal, yeah. when we need some creativity against comes in i don't think it's a good it's a good burst of energy to have right that's that's what i get i get when jovan wasn't as frustrated i get similar vibes to like jovan jovan against porto for example like jovan against Porto. yeah i get like when jovan was having a good day that's kind of what jenny 
who Jenny reminds you of. He's just such a great burst of energy. He's quick. He could do some great stuff. Do you remember the OG Jovan role on the was, team of the super sub Jovan, like when he first came mm-hmm. into the team? Yeah, that yeah. was a fun time. That was yeah. like we had saw Bruno that's and Nani. That's what he got in terms of uh, against Porto, bro, off the bench, and then he scored two to win us that that Liga. Liga, He got us to the to the final that year, yeah, Yeah. in the bubble year. Uh, That's kind of who he reminds me of when he's playing well, but also when he's not playing well, he reminds me of Jovan because Jovan would do kind of the well, no, but he would do the same stuff. He'd dribble into a guy or he'd give the ball away kind of easily, yeah, and like just kind of just like. Mistakes you shouldn't. When it's not working, he's making. just doing like tricks and giving it away. It sucks. Yeah, <laughs> but when he's on, he's on. That's it's kind of similar vibe. He's on more than he's not for sure. He's he's had more good. There's been a lot more good than bad with uh, Katamo. I can, I think we can say that it's not it's not been like 50 50 It's more like sixty forty good to bad right now. Teetering on seven. Teetering on like sixty five seventy to thirty, depending on the day. But he's we need looked to get good. The, need to get the other. 75 percent of that pass though <laughs> yeah that's we gotta get that pass we gotta sort that out <laughs> we gotta we gotta figure figure out that's not i saw that today and i was like oh that's 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 a rough number that's not especially now that there's uh you know t- uh, teams in england and stuff like uh, he's catching eyes. A for him. He's gonna, there's, there's gonna, gonna be more eyes on now he's, he's got catching eyes and yeah that only as we've seen with like pot and the other guys who guard like as they get better, your leverage for buying the pass does not get it better. Goes down. It just drags on for years. <laughs> yeah. And what I will say about Jenny as well, I think the only game that really, like, I was like, oh, he was awful was the game against Strumgrass, and then he bounced back the game after. So yeah. I think yeah, I think he's also playing like he's got something to prove. I think he knows this is, like, make or break for him because he got relegated last year when most of them was okay. Didn't play a lot of Gimmarines the year before. So it's just like it's now or never, really. And I think he's playing well. He's been caught up for for Mozambique as well, and been yeah. playing well for them. So yeah. Yeah. fair he'll play. Probably there, he'll probably be uh, one of the guys gone for. I think Mozambique's back in Afcon this year as well, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll yeah, probably yeah. end up losing him for Afcon along with uh, Diomande, I imagine, in uh, January, February. If I'm not, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love yeah. Afcon. It just sucks that it takes place in the middle of the season because I actually love international football like that. I love tournament football. <sighs> I love and hate it, and I only hate it because one time I lost I lost a large sum of money betting on Bukarina Faso to beat Ethiopia when they were <laughs> mad favorites. And you, Ethiopia, I mean, can you tell me one player that plays for Ethiopia? Anybody? Jim. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I can tell you at least two players from Bukarina Faso, so I thought, you know, heavy favorites, this is easy money. Yeah, don't they draw one one and Bukarina? I'm watching. Here's the thing. With, here's the thing with Bukarina African Foster football. Just passing it in the back. Just here's the thing with African football. It's kind of like the middle to low end of Concacaf in the sense that anything can happen. It's very oh, unpredictable at at the best of times. The teams it, you expect it, to be favorites aren't always necessarily the ones who come out on top. The thing on Europe, it was like Bukarina Faso needed a win to qualify. Yeah. So. Anyways, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I'll be rooting for my... I mean, I'll, I'll root for Mozambique, but I'll be rooting for my Nigerian and Cameroonian boys. Those are usually the teams I, I like to cheer for. I have tried to Google the Ethiopian uh, national team. I don't recognize a single name. I know, brother. <laughs> I know, guys. brother. I'm <laughs> usually so you go, Well, because like, you go to the teams like like 
like Morocco, Egypt, Cameroon, Nigeria, Cote d'Ivoire, like uh, I'm trying to think of other ones, like South Africa. You usually recognize like at least like a couple names depending on the team. Like I remember, of like course. I can name mostly Cote d'Ivoire and uh, Cameroon Nigeria. teams off by. Oh, when I was a kid, those teams slapped. Those teams yeah. were so good. Ghana, like those yeah. teams, like they have, they always have like some really good players. Mm-hmm. But Af- Afcon's weird. Like you just get these random teams with like no dudes you've ever heard of just go on a run sometimes but that's why i love it because i love chaos i love afghan fair fair enough and i guess we'll end today on some uh some sadder news and that is uh dio capel bruno cesar matthew and also matthias fernandez and insua have all retired half two weeks yeah what I wanted to ask you guys, I'll go in order. Rich, what is your favorite memory of all three players? So individually, Ooh. what is your favorite memory? And if you can't remember one, you just wow. pass. Uh, you know what? Mathieu, I'll start with Mathieu. It was Mathieu after the final de Tassa in 2019. Like, see, because he was there for the year before with Alcochette and everything. And like him seeing how much it meant to him. And then in the post game, he talked about how it was like one of those, the, for him, like one of the most meaningful trophies he had won. And just seeing like that emotion, how much it meant to him, even though he wasn't like, even though he wasn't Portuguese and wasn't formed at the club, right? He was towards the end of his career. That just like cemented him as like one of my guys, like one of the, the OGs. Uh, Diego Capel is one of those guys, he deserves so much better than what he got at sporting. Like I always remember him being so clutch in that Europa League run in 2012. Uh, with Matias, I want to mention Matias Fernandez as well, because he was, Mati Gol was a big part of that run. He just retired. Um, so I remember just some of the clutch goals he scored in that. I think I saw the one he scored against Bill Bow, I want to say, in the semis in the first leg, like the really good goal. Someone shared that. And then Bruno Cesar was always uh Bruno was good for a couple bangers a year. He had the one that put us up against uh, Real Madrid. We should have fucking won that game. And, and Juventus. And, and Juventus. Juventus. He just showed Goldman, he just ran a big game. He would just be like fucking right. we ball. So, yeah, like those. So, like, glad to see they were great servants for a team. They were always really cool. Um, wish them the best. Go enjoy your retirement. You've earned it. Uh, yeah, nothing nothing really else to say. Like, they're, they're fun players to watch. I wish they could have won. They deserved more than what they ended up with at sporting, I feel. But, yeah, I was. I was Privilege to have watched, and they were fun players. They were good players to watch. They were always represented the club well. I felt. Yeah, most definitely, Danny. What about you? I mean, I can't remember Dio Capel's like moments per se right now, bro. I mean, I smoked a lot of weed and drank a lot of alcohol since he's last played. So my, <laughs> my... well, if you were watching sporting during that time, you needed that. To yeah. I needed, you know, I needed that <laughs> later on in life, but. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, the brain cells have been suffering a little bit. Nothing comes to mind right now. Of course, the, the Bruno Cesar, to me, it's, it's the uh, it's the Real Madrid game. That game, he was yeah. like, unstoppable. And if I'm not mistaken, he was at left back that game. Yeah, he was at he, left back for a lot of games. He he was a left mid because we were playing like 4-4-2. Who just, they just said, fuck it, we're throwing him in the left back. He was yeah under George Zouz, he loved he loved throwing Bruno yeah. Cesar at left back when we were chasing a game. So yeah. um my favorite Matu moment, now I'm just forgetting if it's against Aroca or is it a free kick banger? The, the the free kick. I'm pretty sure it was he had a couple free kicks. He had one against Nacional and one against Aroca. Uh, I'm thinking Nacional, where we came back and we won the game four three, something along that. That was that yeah, that that popped that up. That was Nacional, right? It was Nacional. 
he did score a banger, a similar free kick banger against Daruka, but that Nacional game was a very I remember that game very vividly. It was a very back and forth. We game. were down like three one at one point. It was it was three one or two. We were down by two goals and we ended up winning like four yeah. two or something like that. Yeah. That was yeah, a very like I remember that. that game for some reason very vividly, even though it was a nothing game in the middle of the season. Yeah. Yeah, but no, that that that's definitely up there for me. Yeah. I mean, out of this list, I mean, Mathieu is. I mean, I would argue Mathieu is a true. I mean, Capel for sure, Capel as well. But I think like Capel, you can debate because we've had some some incredible. Capel didn't win and, any trophies. That's the problem. It's not even the trophies to me. I think it's more so like Capel is. He was he was amazing for the team we had, but you know, in reality, like. I mean, the one year under Sarabia was probably better than the the four or five years we had to Capel for. You know what I mean? Like, he was great given the conditions. He wasn't like a great. It was just the condition. Player. The conditions for that period were really like we were in the trenches as a club. Yeah, yeah. But a, a good player. I mean, I love Capel. Yeah, I, I like him. But Mathieu is definitely like without a doubt, like yeah, in my eyes at least, true like legend. Like there's. There's no touching Mathieu. I mean, he didn't win a league with us. I mean, maybe he won a Tasa Portugal and a Tasa. He won the Tasa. He won the Tasa in 2019, and he won two Tasa Ligas. There you go. But um, no, no, no. But I think his 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 speech at the end is what motivated Spartan to win the league when he said, "I hope you guys are champions next year." So yeah. I'm giving it on him. But yeah, uh, it's sad to see these guys go. It's it's sad for Mathieu. I mean, many people thought Mathieu was already retired many years ago, but. He's been playing in like the third division in France or something along those lines. I think it's the, the, even the lower, fifth like, division in, in France. Yeah, yeah so. it was like amateur for his, for his hometown. hometown yeah. club. for okay. a few years, for like two or three. So, um, curious to see. I would love to see Bruno Cesar at Ali Lal right now as like an assistant <laughs> for for George Zouge, just because they were just that good. They were. I'm, yeah. surpri- I'm surprised like George Zouge didn't bring him out to Saudi Arabia the two times he was out there. Yeah, or at least the last he was out there. Um, or even the Flamingo when he was in Brazil. But anyways, I digress. Yeah, sad sad to see them go. And, and I just want to make, uh, like you guys both mentioned, but, but uh, Mati goal, Matias Fernandes, I mean, I mean, not only his goal against Everton, but all his con- – like that, that – I always, See, I always default to the goal against City. City. Okay, I, I don't even yeah, – I, I, I always well. go to the free kick goal against City that clinched just the, the tie. Not fair, even the fair, goal fair. Again. I, and then the Everton goal. That Everton goal, though. Oh my oh. lord, what a goal! God, you change, you switched to porn when people walk in on you watching that. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to our to our sister club Fiorentina, but we never should have let him go. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. That's yeah. a guy who I wish we got a couple more years out of. Yeah. But I also think we, I think we would yeah, be letting him leave because I feel like he should have gone to somewhere where he could challenge a bit more. And I guess Fiorentina yeah. at that time was still. Pretty one of the big powerhouses in Italy. They were so. they were a big team, like they were a Champions League team. Yeah, fifth, sixth. And around that time, they were constantly they were always fighting for European football. Like they were yeah. a decent team. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, Chris, what about you? Your favorite memories of, of the three, and also Matias Fernandez. Um, I'm trying to think. I think it might have been against Tondela, but I'm not positive. It was just one of those frustrating games where. I think it was either. I think we we're actually losing one nothing at the time, um, and Matthew banged in a, a free kick. Yeah. Um, and then we would go on to win the game in the last like ten minutes. Um, so that was definitely uh, a great memory. He had a couple great free kick goals for us. He scored a few bangers. Um, to be fair. Um, 
Bruno Cesar, uh, definitely some great memories there. Uh, what was it against Real Madrid? He scored. Juventus. He scored. Yeah. Um, Gotza wearing his shirt at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just uh, he had a great he had a great little run for us. Um, that was a George Jesus special to bring him in. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, and it was in, it was in like November, if you guys remember. Like he yeah, was playing it was, for it was like, for a few I'm like, I thought transfer window was done. What the shit? <laughs> he just showed him. He just spawned in one day. Like, he's here now. Capel. <laughs> I, I mean, people that know me that know I'm not the biggest Capel fan. Yeah. Um. So I don't really I, the specifics of Capel. I, I was also younger. Um, so it's just more so like the memories of like specific teams that he was a part of. Like, I know he was out there for like the defeat of Man City and, and stuff like that. So it's not more so specific memories for Capel. Uh, there was a late winner that I kind of remember, um, that kind of stands out to me, but it was, I have more, much more specific memories of the, of the other two. Um, Matias Fernandes, he kind of played in the in between period, kind of. Maybe he overlapped briefly with Capel, but he was kind of he in did, the yeah. in the in between of these guys period. Um, obviously, there's like his most famous moment is probably the unintentional intentional back heel against Everton, <laughs> <laughs> which every now and again you'll see circulating again. It pops Hopefully. up every. It pops up like it's- once a year. No, nah, bro. I feel like off. it's once every like two, like, three, once every weeks. three months. Oh, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> it's like four <laughs> times a year. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, pop, it pops. Uh, it's always that in the city. I'm not gonna complain. I haven't it's, seen it's... the Matthew free kicks. We need to get those circulating again. I yeah, saw a bunch of them like the last couple of days. I'm surprised you. Oh, uh, was it because them. of? Um, it's probably because I just because he retired. I haven't. So I haven't seen it. Damn, I need to get my. Matthias for the nuns. It's like that Europe, the Europa admin. They loves us. I feel like you go the other day bro yeah yeah they showed up a joan Moutinho banger from like 2009 2010 yeah yeah so yeah i mean i guess it's worth it um to have like uh these random moments immortalized (laughs) by the europa league admin but we need to get a similar sporting ever win the europa league that admin's going fucking crazy i mean he tweeted like that pedro gonzalez goal memories like last week like Like a week ago (laughs) if we ever if if this club ever gets it wasn't even that long the europa league that europa league admin is going crazy. They're having themselves a. It's like, who remembers this Pedro Gonzalez goal? It's like, dude, it was six months ago. Six months ago, everybody remembers it. (laughs) Most remember it, I feel it. (laughs) Like, ask me in like five years if I still remember it. Like, so yeah, I'll take, I'll take it. No complaints. Yeah. Um, And yeah, Yeah. you know, these guys will be missed. It's kind of, yeah, I mentioned it's the second retirement for Matthew. Um, he kind of had a soft, a soft retirement. This is like the hard. Yeah, it was now. a soft retirement. Now we got a hard retirement. Yeah, uh, for me, I think the national goal for Matthew is is up there for me, just because yeah. I didn't, I don't really watch a lot of him at Barcelona. I didn't realize he was good on free kicks. So I don't remember if national was the first kick away it was a rocket, but it was just like, why is Matthew standing over it and then he banged it? Into You're like, never like, mind. Oh. I'd stand correct. That's why. Bruno Cesar for me was his debut versus Etrubal in January, and I'll only—I think it was in January. 
he scored two goals and they were both absolute bangers. And I was watching it with my dad. We were like, he's the best player in the league. He's, he's going to be the best player in the league. How, how did this, we sign this guy for free? He he scored two bangers and, and we won the match. I think it was like 6-0 or something. And I think he scored like the second goal. And I was just like, oh, he's incredible. He, he's going to win us all. And, uh, you, you know. turn your dad like this is the greatest player of all time. But no, my, don't miss. me and my brother have a running joke with my dad because every time he sees someone debut, he's like, "What a signing!" Like, "Oh, he's fantastic." Ruben Ribeiro was one as well that he had. A really oh my god, game. I forgot about him. And he was like, "Oh, he's so good in the ball." Like, he's like, he's like our version of Pirlo. And I was like, "Okay, we'll see. We'll wait he on that one." Was, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, he was kind of shit. Yeah, <laughs> he was not and, great. He was the, one of the Alcachef boys when he was sending. I'm like, you know what, you can go. <laughs> he was yeah. like the only one of the like, guy. Yeah, you can. I'm fine with you leaving. Go ahead. Don't there's a few, there's a few others that he was just like, when they suddenly was like, oh, he's so good, he's going to be class, and they turned out to be, you know, somewhat yeah. average. But my favourite Capel memory, it's not even one at Sporting, but it's just this. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it before. Is it the, is it the copper? Yeah! yeah! My guy, I knew this was coming Messi, up. Ronaldo, Diego and Capel. Pinnacles of, <laughs> of modern football Equal. right there. That was like 2007, 2006. <laughs> oh, you know. my God. Amazing. Oh, the the pinnacles just... of modern football. You you think of you think Ronaldo, you gotta mention Messi, and if you think of Messi, you gotta mention Diego Capel. <laughs> yeah. All of them played in Spain. We all know Capel had the probably the best time out of the three, I, I would say in Spain, you know. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. did Messi what did Messi and Ronaldo win? They never won a yeah. Europa League. Yeah, exactly. But um but yeah, that's my favorite memory, just because you know, like Danny says, I, I can barely remember what happened in Capel season. To be fair, the most thing like I remember about Capel was him leaving in the Bruno de Cavallo season because yeah. I just remember he was he was a bit washed up by that point. I think he was still yeah. like twenty eight, but he was like our highest paid player, and he was just you know yeah. it was a big transition time for Sporting, right? Like that period and like the time where the era where Capel played like his prime years of Sporting is kind of like a lost era. It's kind of forgotten because the team was in the fucking trenches. And yeah. like right when right when he was leaving was when. We started getting like the Jelsons, the uh, Williams, Patricio finally knew how to play goal. Adrian I think was, was playing well. Like he played in either Jardim's last season or Mark Silva's last season. I can't remember which well, one he moved. Definitely was it, wasn't he, Mark moved, he moved after he moved with when Mark Silva was the coach. Oh, okay. I don't even think. I think he came just before Jardim, if I'm not mistaken. That's when he left. No, I, th- I think I feel like, like he. he I remember he came like off he the bench, after. and I thought he was. Awful that season because he come off the bench. I think he might have had an injury or something. He just yeah, was. He, not it was because I vividly remember him getting like at least one or two like sub appearances with Marco Silva and having at least that preseason. Um, it was like right in that 2014 2015 beginning of that season when he was uh when they when they left him because they had that that was a weird kind of transition time for a team. They were bringing mm-hmm. up a lot of young players. Uh, Mark Silva was really keen on that. Like Cedric was on that team. I remember. I remember that team vividly because they won a toss of that year, right? Yeah, and, and that, that was, was the first year back in Champions League after being away for so many years. That was Nani's return as well. The first one. Nani came back on loan yeah. because of the Marcos Rojo deal. Yeah. As part of that deal, I remember. Yeah. See, I remember yeah. a lot of stupid shit. You like put a gun to my head to ask like something useful, nothing. This stuff, like I'll grill it off. <laughs> Yeah, I, f- I think we're all the same. We could give you some really just random sporting trivia. Yeah. If you ask me, like, do you, what do you know, well. Richard? I know everything. None of it's useful information, but I know so much of it. <laughs> yeah. 
Finash is the average football fan nowadays. Yeah. I feel like you've got so much to take in that I guess you don't really have room for anything. I else. long said like I've I learned more about the world and like geography, like watching Facts. football and playing and playing FIFA than I ever Facts. did in school. Facts. Ever. Yeah. Like in flags, in- I only know flags because of the World Cup. I know, yeah. I know, like cities and like countries and stuff because of because of oh, FIFA and, and the FIFA, World Cup games yeah. as a kid. When it used to be the standalone games, more than I ever learned in like eight years in primary school and the and like five in high school or four in high school or whatever, like than I ever learned in, the, in those years combined. I learned more from FIFA. I couldn't tell you Pythagoras, but I can name Sporting Star Eleven from like. <laughs> all I all I remember all I remember is. Nice. <laughs> All I remember is the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. That that means nothing to me. Well, I've I'm, never, I'm, I'm glad that means nothing to me. I've never needed algebra when doing groceries, but I can tell you, I can tell you the the twenty three men that win the league for Spartan. Yeah, I can name I can name you the entire star, I can name you the entire lineup of Euro twenty sixteen. Yeah. I could tell you every goal score for Portugal like the two thousand six World Cup, like stupid stuff like that. Yeah, I guess on that note, if unless you guys have anything else to cover, we'll, we'll end it here. Do we have any Modelli Dodge? I know Modelli Dodge have kind of uh, started now. I know the women, the ladies the wanted all the lot. You're on mute. You're on mute, Chris. <laughs> oh, happened quite a yeah. few times today. Um, uh, handball is 9 0. Basketball is, I think, 3 0. Yeah. The ladies have had like four or five games, they've dropped points and already a couple of them. I think they're like four or five points off the top already, sadly. Yeah. But they did play it off a lot this past weekend and won. Yeah. Um, so always good to, for them to get a game at Alvalade than a weekend when there's no senior game. Uh, that's really it so far. Futsal, <laughs> Futsal, I think that they are 3-0-1, 4-0-1, something like that. I think so, yeah. They're joint top, but they have one draw in there. Um Band AB Benfica. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah. You guys will be uh, sad to know that Steven is drew again today. So we currently have moved down to, to seventh place, which is still promotion playoffs. But you yeah, know. I think, I mean, I think making the promotion playoffs is a good season after. A really yeah. Good, you know, yeah. we, we just got promoted, promoted, but considering we were like second, and then I then I started going to games, and then we fell all the way down to seventh. So it happens. It happens. I, I imagine the table's pretty tight. The table's pretty tight, probably right. Yeah, it's like so. First is Portsmouth by quite a, quite a way, and then it's like. Three points separate second, no, five points separate second and seventh. So yeah, nice. Um, well, Betamar, Betamar is five, like four or five points off top. Are they in Campeonato Portugal? Uh, yes, they're yeah, they're trying to get to Liga Three. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to get promoted to Liga Three. Three. They missed out last year by like a few points. Uh, the COVID year that got paused because of the bubble, because of uh, everything, they got relegated. But like that was so, it was really. Well, well, no, because like the teams that got relegated were all like three or four points behind the teams that stayed it. Like that yeah, ended up going to the playoff. Like tough, it was insanely bro. close. I mean, right? Stubal went down into the Campeonato Portugal from Liga Three based on like one point against Sporting. Because yeah. then it's like the group, the 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 group is four four teams, and then two stay up and two go down. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That, that, and that's what <laughs> happened. Like they got relegated, but they were also like. With six games left, they were like 
five or six points off of like a promote, like whatever the playoff is for for uh Portugal. In margin. It's like shit, yeah. man. If they play those six games, like who knows, right? And that's what that's what stunk. So that set them back here. So they're like yeah. four or five points off first this year. So we're hoping. I got a new I'll wear it, I'll wear it next week. Uh got my new beta mar shirt from uh, the parentals. They just got back from the motherland. So nice. I'll make sure to rep that one next week for the uh, for the culture. I will say Viseo slipped down the table massively since last year. They got taken over. They also got... lost in the Tasso de Portugal. This yeah, weekend. I'm sorry. Sorry about that, Sam. I saw that. Viseo's cooked, bro. Yeah. Last year was their chance, bro. It was their, yeah, that was their chance. They that was their then, chance. Then they the manager it. just left. And it was just like... They cool. lost their, their, the guy who scored all the goals, too, probably, right? More than likely. Yeah. Clayton, I think. Was it Clayton? Yeah, it sounds very right. Yeah. It was a good run, one season. Oh, it happens. Oh, Andre Clovis, and I think he's still there. Oh, he stayed. Legend. I think he might be injured. Oh, no, he's played seven games, just not scored a single goal this season. Jeez, man. Last year, 30 and 42. So, you know, definitely a fall off. Our Liga Liga 2 is interesting. Ovs, Ovs. Football sod is in first. Fuck Alves football sod. Fuck Alves. <laughs> Facts. And then and then it's all the island team. It's Maritimo, Nacional, and Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all four of those teams. All, all the yeah. island team. And then it goes like Mafra, Torreyans, Livedans, and Mafra is always like sixth. Yeah. You know, never quite good enough for the playoff or promotion. Not not bad enough that they're like actually worried about it. It's just like. Last year with Diamante, they were in the bottom, though, no? Like, close to... Or sometimes they, like, start good, and they, they're, and like, they chilling in sixth for a while, and then yeah, they, like, they almost start. get relegated. Pacha Freda sitting in 12th is a surprise. It's a little surprising. Tundela as well. They actually drop, so... Them and Tundela, I'm a little bit surprised. I'm hoping... climb, hopefully. I'm hoping for Lenage to have a bit of a resurgence. I always hope for Benfica B or Porto B to get relegated. To get relegated. They always hang out. They never. They always stick around. Yeah. I was hoping for Lenage to do the the one last promotion from from bottom division. They've had a tough season. But they've had a tough season. It's been tough for them. And they also got knocked out of the cup this weekend as well. They did, yeah. So it looks like the – what's it's five promotion that does. Like they won't get that sixth promotion or whatever it is. I'm more – they that, like, they were gonna like maybe you know go down. So I like yeah. if they say, I, my thought process. If I'm, if I'm the they just gotta stay up. If you season, stay, man. I think just a season where you can stay up is they're one point from safety. I mean, yeah, I think they got some it, work to do. Yeah, I think if you could just stay up after all those promotions, you take you take that as a win. Because yeah. this yeah. is where this is where this is where the hard promotion is, right? Is is from two to three or from two to one? Yeah, most definitely. But yeah, on that note, we'll we'll call it there. Make sure you give Richard a follow there. You can follow Danny there as well. And of course, you follow Chris. You can also follow myself. Most importantly, make sure you follow all things Avalad on all social media platforms, all podcast platforms. Uh, also, subscribe to YouTube if you haven't already. Like this video as well. Under we'll 100 back. from 10K. Yep. Oh, on Twitter or on X? Yeah, on, on, on Twitter X. Yeah, so make sure you give us a follow there as well. Uh, but yeah, other than that, see you next time. Peace. See you, boys. Go, Phil.